All right, and welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. Hey, I have I have a special guest, a longtime friend, companion. That um, this is this is you're my first guest. What? Yeah, Hold you're like you're, you're like what? Like Rodney? Who who else is coming on this damn show <laughs> except me? You know, like you're all I got. You know, so we'll just turn it into a weekly series. I know, right? Until someone listening to it, but it's crazy. Let, let, let me. You know what? I should show you this. Um, people have been listening. I like. I, I get like this report. That mm-hmm. shows, and, and why is a guy in Brussels listening to me? But he's in there, you know, and I got like followers and subscribers and, and it, like you get this report from like your, your feed that you use and um, Spotify is one of them and it tells you, you know, a little data about your audience mm-hmm. and things like that. So I'm nosy, you know, I, I hey, peek we'll in take there. It. Yeah, we'll I, I, I peek in, but hey, do you have your phone next to you? I, I want to send you something so you I can do. look at it because I sent you an original title that I was thinking mm-hmm. about for this show. This is, oh, by the way, everyone, this is episode five. That's right. I made it to the full hand. That's right. Give me a wave. Erica, it's a special day. Um, I had a, a, a friend of mine on Instagram uh, post that it's, it's National Texas Day. National Texas Day, really, we're that conceited. We need our own day. It's not just we can't secede from the union. We got to have our own day. Yes, it's today is. And guess what? In honor of you being here, it is Black History Month. So that's right. Welcome. I'm sure people are going to see Erica Ramon in the the title of it and be like, wait a minute, what the what's going on? Uh, Well, they'll assume it's National Hispanic Month, which I'm not. All right, listen. All right, so people are going to click out. I also see when they like get pissed off and they're like five seconds into the show and they're like, all right, I'm out. Oh, here. they're already gone. It's just Rodney, me Rodney's talking about. And you know, it's probably some some really good friends that are just like, you know, let me let me listen, let, let me kick in. But I'm telling you, doing this and being on this journey has been like, it's been wild for me. It, it, seriously, dude, it, it's been. I'm so proud of you, man. You've made I, it. We talked about this for years. Yeah. Like, I, 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 oh, and by the way, and you're doing it. Yeah, I, I could. I couldn't believe it. I, I just like, you know, I, you know, I don't know. You know, I've been training. I've been teaching. I, I've been coaching. It, it's it's been in me. And you know, I was I was talking with a, a builder, a new builder today this morning, and uh, of course they're like, "Hey, will you come work with us and help us out?" You know, and I'm like, "Ooh, you got problems." Well, uh, we all need it right now. Everybody oh, call it. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, to to say the least. But anyway, I did make some notes and uh, with some stuff that I wanted to talk about. I guess we should. We're rambling like we're old friends and people are listening to this going like, who the hell, who's he even talking to? Uh, But let's go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, That's just, it's been so long, right? Since we've had like a face-to-face and 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 we're doing this over a nice uh, beer and, yeah, and, it, and it's super chill. And, and, and it's and a beer. It's not a gin and tonic. That's what yeah. it used to be at this point. Oh, I know. hey, by the way, I've switched to bourbon. Oh my God! What I know. Happening? Yeah, it's it's with the boots, and I don't know. Houston it's has the boots really. And the lone Star. What's happened to you? Yeah, Houston has. Re- I don't know. I'm becoming like super Texas, and I know someone's listening to this, going, you know, where is this Texas? You know, and they're like googling it or whatever. But um, no, it, I've really, really just, 
you know, gotten comfortable. I'm, I'm enjoying myself. I got tickets to the rodeo. I'm going there um, uh, next month. So I'm excited about that. And, and that's crazy for anybody like looking on. Um, I may post it on like um, Instagram and I did create an Instagram uh, page for this page uh, for this podcast. Uh, it's tell me more Rodney and you can look that up. But Erica, look, tell everybody who you are and, and I'm going to shut up, take a sip and let you let you introduce yourself because we're going to be talking about locations. We're going to be talking about marketing and just a whole bunch of stuff. I said, I don't want to put it in a box. I really just want to let my friend, my dear friend come in and, and just share you with the world. And thank you for coming in and sharing yourself with the world. I mean, literally, we don't know, you know, who the hell knows who's listening to this, but I really, really was so excited. And having you here is just like, I don't know. It's it's the craziest thing ever. And I know you've had a crazy day. So shut up, Rodney, and let you talk. You're go. good. Go. Um, go. What, is, what is there to say? I, I'm Erica Ramon. I've been in this business for 10 years, which means I've aged 20 years. Let's cut to the chase. There. <laughs> it's like dog years. Um, it's like dog years. I mean, Rodney, I think you have a picture from me 10 years ago. I looked like a totally different person than I look like today. You got salt and pepper going on, and I've got, <laughs> you know, two kids in the mix at this point. So Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, hey uh, we, we got to do some housekeeping. What's some housekeeping? All right, go ahead and, and tell us the kids' names. You got to say it. T- t- tell us about the kids. So we've got Paisley, who's five, going on 15, and we've got Kanan, <laughs> who's two, and... Well, he's two, so you can imagine what I'm dealing with at this yeah, point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I see him and, uh, you know, the post and, and, and you've like totally grown up and become this like full, full-fledged mom. And like, how do you do it? Like, you know, I was thinking about, you know, some of the topics, Erica, and I was, I was thinking like, well, you know, what, what, so much that you could share and so much that you could talk about, but I go, wait a minute. What about the, you know, we got to do it for the ladies. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're doing, um, you're working in this industry and, and we'll get to that and, and talk about, you, you know, your industry and where you are now in this industry. Uh, an award winning person in this industry with a lot of <laughs> eagles. Uh, th- those are awards people. Uh, I'm looking at them in the background. Um, and you, you're doing it also. And you're, you know, you got two kids, you know, you're, you're, you're raising them. So you gotta, you gotta win there. Like, it's like with kids, you, you, you have no choice, but to, you know, to win, you know, you gotta, mm-hmm. it's, it's like, you know, I can't lose there. I gotta win. Right. So how, how is it, how has that been, you know, working with all this pressure, all of these, these sales pressures and all of this stuff and being in this real estate industry and, mm-hmm. and, and juggling it with a family. You know, so let's back it up. So, of course, when you and I met, we were in a builder world at that okay. point. Okay. What year was that? That was... 2014. It's 20... been 10 years, dude. I don't even know what kind of phone we had then. Uh, we, we should... The uh... iPhone 3. That's probably <laughs> what we had at the time. Um know, right? <laughs> but no, I mean, it's been almost 10 years. And... You know, Builder World is, a wise lady once told me, it is a speeding bus going down the highway and you better hold on for dear life or you'll just fly off. But if you can hold on, it's an industry that you can do really well in and make a lot of money in and grow and be successful. And she was correct. I will say that. Um, It is that. Um, You know, 
I will say when I had my daughter in 2017, I had no idea what was going to come in terms of a year after I had her. I made a switch in the industry and went from builder world to being on the development side, which is a lot of the same, but also very different. Um, and then, of course, you know, we got the pandemic. You know, the whole world got sick. You know, I mean, the whole world COVID, got sick. COVID happened and nobody knew what to do. Like, I didn't know what to do. Nobody knew and what to do. It was scary. We, and then we in real estate, yeah, we're juggling, you know, kids being at home. And I think it became the new norm to be on a Zoom call with a kid in their underwear in the background while you're trying to do business. <laughs> and I mean, Rodney, think about it. We in real estate were developing, selling, reselling, doing title, doing closings. All from where you and I are sitting right now on our computer screens and doing it digitally. And the fact that the housing market went through in a massive boom at the same time is insane with everything going on. And, you know, I have just always kind of looked at it as I've been ultimately blessed with a good life, with good friends, with good family, with good friends that I consider family. And at the end of the day, I think that the more you have, the more you can handle. And so I kind of feel like that's kind of the world we've all kind of been in is that like, okay, let's just put a little more on. And, you know, the last couple of years we talk about stress, being stressed out and mental health. But I will say in the last couple of years, it's allowed me to take time to reevaluate what's important, what's at the top of my priorities. And early in my career, there were things that, I'll be honest, did I let things slide that probably should have been more important to me because yeah. I was trying to build a career? I think I think a lot of people, somebody's listening to this, and I think a lot of people, when the whole, you know, the, the pause happened, I think mm-hmm. a lot of people went, you know, wait a minute, man, you know, I mean, it was like time to like reflect on like what was important, the people, I mean, we were losing people, people were worried about like their mm-hmm. parents, grandparents, and a lot of stuff, and, and I was freaking out, you know, too, during that period, and it was just like, hey, you know what, it's time to really, really figure out like who's important, you know, Mm -hmm. and what's important. And I know they were talking about like, you know, the job loss, but there were some people walking away, you know, there there were people out there going, no, I'm not going to work in this industry no more. My time is like too valuable. And like, even you see after the, the, the whole thing, you know, kind of started settling down and, you know, um, you know, kind of getting back to the, the new norm. I won't say the norm, but this new norm, uh, that we live in, you know, people were like, you know, I'm going to travel. I'm going to see the world. I'm, I'm going to, you know, people like valued other stuff. Like, I don't know, I'm putting in my vacation time and, mm-hmm. you know, and like I'm taking it. I mean, a lot of people, it's, I mean, vacation, I like to say is like dental coverage. It's like people yeah. never use it. No. You know, they like never use it. Right. You know, it's like one of those things that rolls over that, that people never use. Uh, but, you know, it, it, it was definitely a time to like reflect that kind of change, you know, it, it really does make you think and, and kind of reevaluate things and stuff like that. But you're my guest. It's it's not for me to ramble today. So I got some questions. I got some stuff All right. that uh, I'd like to ask you. And then, you know, I want, I want to talk about, and I really do appreciate you coming on and doing this. I mean, I know how busy you are. I mean, it's crazy, but um, well, let's talk about the, you know, location and development. You know, you hear that a lot in real estate and people say location is everything. And I know from a developer, it's, it's like, 
it is everything because it's all about like finding land and finding yeah. the, the right place to be and, and, and finding, I mean, you're not just finding land to like buy one house. You're, 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 no. you're, you're taking a gamble and then you're going, Hey, we're going to purchase this development and, mm-hmm. and we'll leave the parties out, but, uh, in companies, but, you, that's a big decision. And then your responsibility coming into that is you got to market that. Yeah. You, you, someone just bought a bunch of trees and dirt and you have to create the vision mm-hmm. of that. And, and people have, you know, real estate, it always says location, location, location. Mm-hmm. And you have to present that dream how has that been? How do you do that? How does that even work? You know, how do you get people to to buy into the vision of a developer? So there's a couple of things and this podcast is probably not long enough to hit them all, but um, <laughs> there's a couple of things, which is, uh, and we talk about it all the time is like, One is, yeah, you have to find the land. And in developer world, you always want to be the trendsetter. So you always want to be in the market before everyone else realizes that that's the market you're supposed to be in. Because in our world, when, you know, by the time you get through, I've contracted on it, I've gotten it, closed on it, now I'm officially going to start it. Depending on what municipality you're in, you're talking 12 plus months at that point. And then you're talking, so it's a dating long game. Then you got to, then it's the simple fact of, all right, now that I'm here, how do I match the market? And that was something when you and I worked together, we always talked about, does the marketing match the market? And it is no different in this world. It's, does the development match the market? Am I bringing something that either fits a need that is missing or does it match who's already here? And you, so that you know is what? Let so me, important. Let me jump in because that's big. That's very big what you just said. And I, I found our old book notes, that, that mm-hmm. book that we never wrote. One day it'll mm-hmm. get wrote. And then if somebody will listen to this and go, hey, I'm going to um, help you guys uh, write that book. But um, we're too busy. But um, one of the things that you said, man, having the marketing match the market, I'm seeing a lot of agents that don't get that they are still talking about you know come to my open house and Mm -hmm. you know and they're and they're talking about like you know they're not it's like they 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 have to watch like the evening news and they have to know i'm hoping that they know at least a little bit about what's going on in the world but what i'm not seeing people do is they're not talking to the consumer. They're really not talking about, mm-hmm. you know, I talked about this, I believe, on a previous episode where I was talking about, you know, you got to understand people's pains and mm-hmm. you got to understand what's going on. And, and for you guys, you got to understand the price point. You got to understand what employers are paying. You got to understand the jobs that are in that area right. and, and and really, really be able to deliver a product, a house, a development. It's not a house right. for you, but a development for you guys that builders can can build homes in affordable homes that people within that market 
can, you know, can afford to, to purchase because, right. you know, there's all this sales pressure of like, uh, I talked about it. It's, it's like a month to month game. You know, it's like mm-hmm. the first, uh, today's the first of February. And it's like the, the first of every month right. is like the clock goes back to zero and no mm-hmm. one remembers anything from the, from the previous month. So it, it's really one of those things where you, you kind of look at it and you're like, you know, it's a market, having your marketing and, and just branding yourself. You know, I, I think it for agents and, and new home sales counselors, like, you know, hey, you know, guys and gals, it's time to wake up and mm-hmm. really, you know, think about, you know, how am I going to help someone? I mean, I got someone who's, you know, maybe trying to get out of an apartment or somebody who just relocated here and they're trying to learn those things. And, and so that's big. I, I just wanted to just expand a little bit and hopefully I don't ramble, but what, what you said was so big, you know, having the marketing uh, match the market. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, and to touch on that a little bit more, it's one thing about the projects that I've always worked in, and maybe it's my home builder background, but it's, it, it's back to the basics. Am I doing the basics to exist for my consumer? So when I go into a new project for from a marketing perspective, you know, do I have the signage? Do I have the information? Do I have the brochure? Do I have where the schools are at and the tax rate and the all those things that at the end of the day, our buyers, they live in the payment, not in the mortgage. They live in the payment. And exactly. I think that that is something that we have forgotten, especially with so much of the boom and the relocation from other markets with so much more capital in the last two years Mm -hmm. that we kind of forgot that. But I'm going, I'm sorry, the tax rate plays a role. The HOA dues play a role. The price of the home plays a role. And at the end of the day, what am I paying? And so for me, it's all of those simple things. And I go back to that basic. And when you go to like my developer websites and you're shopping, it's not just you're shopping the community and the beautiful trees and the beautiful skies and the whatever it's you go and you look at my builders, you're going to find from most affordable to the most expensive. You're going to find their inventory. What's at a price reduction? Where are the, where's the pricing at at this point? And I am regularly reminding people of that because at the end of the day, I'm sorry, especially in communities, especially in Southern states where the price is a little bit more concerning than other parts of the country. That is what buyers are basing their purchasing power on is what can I afford on a month to month basis to provide a good lifestyle for my family. And so at the end of the day, what are you getting for that? And that's a huge factor when developers are coming in is can I put something on the ground that is attainable, not necessarily affordable, but yeah. attainable to the everyday <clears throat> buyer. Yeah, we, we we had an acronym, um, a ready, willing, and able. Uh, mm-hmm. And it was you know, the buyers, you know, I think a lot of people are ready. Uh, I know a lot of people who are, you know, they have the, the need and the desire to uh, want to, you know, advance and, and get that American dream or get that dream uh, of owning a home. Um, but and, and they're willing to do it. But, you know, I think now that able you know, being mm-hmm. able to afford is, is going to be something that people should be thinking about in their marketing. 
You know, yeah. I mean, people are just sitting here. I'm, I'm seeing, you should see some of the stuff that, you know, because <laughs> now I'm in like general real estate world and right. I'm heavy into it. And like every agent's like calling me and they're, you know, asking me questions and things like that, especially the new ones, um, you know, that I have and, and from class and stuff, they really do. They're like, you know, Hey, you know, how should I be? presenting myself and how they, you know, brand myself. And I I told them, you know, it's just really have your marketing match the market. Right. You know, it it goes right back to to what you said. Um, I found something um, old uh, online because, you you, you know, I'm I'm kind of a historian. I did some some research and people who've been listening to this podcast knows my research is just Google. So I've just uh, been Googling some stuff. Oh, Lord. And uh, I found this 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 quote. Uh, it was by uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt. And um, this is um, something he said. And he was talking about homes and like home ownership and things. And he said this thing, he said, uh, purchase with, uh, he's talking about homes when purchased with common sense paid for in full and managed with reasonable care. It is about the safest investment in the world. You're a homeowner. You, Mm -hmm. you've, you've, you've been in your home now for about how many years now has it been? How long have you guys been homeowners? Mm, seven, eight years at this point. So technically I should be in the uh, itch, the seven year itch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And and for anybody that doesn't know the itch, it's like you've been in a home for, it it starts feeling the walls start coming in. It's like, Mm -hmm. okay, I need a bigger home. And and you're really, some people start getting that itch to like move or upgrade and and do some of those things. And hey, by the way, that's a free tip Erica just gave too for uh, real estate agents that are listening and people who are in new home sales. That's a great first question to ask. Like, how long have you been in your current home or, you know, things Mm -hmm. like that. It it kind of, you know, you know, I should have wrote that down. That's see, we got to do this book. A lot of stuff comes out just just when we when we have a conversation. But uh, if you're listening to that, think about it. Um, You know, that, that time, that seven year itch, as they say. But um, anyway, that 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 you know, it kind of made sense. Uh, the the statement it says purchase with common sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, and, and you know, I don't think there was much common sense going on when a lot of people just purchased homes no. uh, in the last maybe year and a half or two years. A lot of people were. Uh, the FOMO, the fear of missing out, man, they really mm-hmm. got caught up in it. I mean, what kind of activities and what did you see from the home builders that that you guys service and, and work in that area? What did you see uh, during that, that period? You know, in my projects that are closer towards the San Antonio area, we just saw, I mean, we just saw a massive relocation boom. Just so many people flooding into the central Texas market from really all over, but specifically the West Coast. And just, it was the insanity of you couldn't get it on the ground fast enough. You couldn't sell it fast enough. And in projects that were closer to Austin, you know, we saw the insanity of the lottery ball or the auctioning of houses. Yeah. Hold on. Somebody doesn't know about that. Tell them about the lottery balls that was going on. So so the lottery balls, and it differed depending on what organization you were with, but uh, lottery balls were basically you would come in, you'd put an offer in on a lot, or not even offer. It was, this is the price of the lot. 
and you would go ahead and put your money down on it. And well, the same lot that you were putting money down on, five other people were putting money down on. And then you would be called at random over the next however many months. And once your lot was drawn, are you ready to contract today? You have to make a decision within 24 hours. Yeah, it it was it was crazy. And people were like, you know. They were literally fighting over homes. And you mentioned Mm -hmm. Austin. So I pulled up a chart here. I don't know if you can see it, Um, but I pulled up one. And and, I mean, we we covered those markets. I mean, we were marketing in San Antonio, Austin and Houston. And so, you know, we were marketing homes and and on, on a large scale. And and when I just look at a chart like this and I look at like the the home in the, the Austin medium home price index, and yep. it's just, it just, it, for anybody just listening to it, it's a ramp. It looks like a bicycle ramp, you know, something a kid on a skateboard would like go in and jump off of. And, and, and what that also means to me is that look at how many years where it was kind of just normal, you know, it was mm-hmm. steady. It was doing what it needs to do. And then, I mean, at some peak here, and this, this, this chart I'm finding is from the National Association of Realtors. I mean, Austin peaked at a medium home price of like 600 thousand mm-hmm. dollars mm-hmm. that that's crazy and i know someone's like in california going okay i'm gonna go buy eight of those homes but right. that for people for folks living here in texas that is a lot of money i mean you know wages mm-hmm. and when you think about uh, affordability and stuff like that so in texas that is luxury market yeah so. yeah that, yeah when we were doing it when, when we were in the home builder world we i mean in, in in there in san antonio the the builders were called themselves luxury builders if they had anything over like five hundred thousand dollars it was in the right. luxury range and things like that or in the area that you know you know afforded you know that type right. of demand and stuff like that so yeah it, it's just insane i just wanted you to see that and i figured you talk about austin so i just wanted to kind of have that ready and kind of show i mean look Look at that, man. Look at me. I'm kind of producing this thing. It's it's kind of neat, but um, it, okay. But it's just insane. Just the level of the fact that the price went through the roof so fast in such a short amount of time was just yeah. insanity. And you know, I'll be honest. Most developers couldn't keep up with getting lots on the ground fast enough. Most builders couldn't keep up. I mean, it was just yeah, it was yeah. craziness. I, I saw it big time. All right. So we're going to switch gears here. I know my, my thing is like giving me the uh, thing saying, hey, you're giving you the warning. Oh, yeah. I'm getting the, the warning call. It's like, hey, uh, uh, you need to pay for more time. But uh, <laughs> but uh, no, uh, I, I really, really want to appreciate you for being here. But I do have a few more questions. So let, let me get right. those in. Let Let's me, kick let, it. Me, let me pull up my papers and and pull up what I wanted to ask you and, and kind of get into. So perfect. All right. Now we're in the lightning round. Yeah. So let's talk about the real estate agents, the real estate community. Okay. They, the, you, you, you guys market to the real estate agents. How are mm-hmm. they doing? How, how are the agents doing? How, what are you seeing for the agents that work with um, new home sales? I know there are a lot of builders whose uh, agents who say they specialize in new construction, which I never understood what that meant. 
I mean, I'm a broker for years mm-hmm. and you know, I was a, a VP of mm-hmm. sales and all these other mm-hmm. things. And I went, Oh, what do you mean? But whatever. Um, I think it just, well, who knows? But, um, what are you seeing? Uh, a for as far as traffic. And when I'm talking about traffic, agents coming through the door with buyers that are working mm-hmm. with agents, are they still getting the advice from the real estate agents or are the buyers are just they're too busy fighting over the home or are they really going, Hey, I would like to purchase, but I better have someone who like is like got my back, someone who's going to look mm-hmm. out for me, someone who's a fiduciary, someone who's out there. What, what are you seeing as far as the, the realtor traffic? So for us, you know, the realtor traffic, it, it we still have it. I mean, I will say one of the things was that the builders with any of the developments that I'm involved with, um, they never did the changes that occurred during the boom, as we're all aware of, with changes in commission structures and things of that nature towards agents, which was not very agent friendly, if I'm being honest. Yeah, and let's hold so, on. Let, let's I know some <laughs> agents probably like, you know, they're listening to this in their car. And they're like, you better talk about that. You know, mm-hmm. let, let's let's talk about that, because I mentioned that on, on an episode prior to this that. Everything's negotiable, including your commission. And, you know, I'm mm-hmm. sure somebody, you know, probably won't listen past that episode. But, man, if they're here now, um, let's let's let the church say amen. Um, let's let's talk about that. That that kind of happened. I mean, that that did happen in the market. It did happen markets. in the market. It did happen in the market. And it was pretty brutal. And it was, you know. I do see, and again, I don't have any of those builders that are involved with me that took that approach. Um, the ones the, that the, I, the reducing the agent commissions correct, that they pay correct, for the for presenting the buyers. I'm just rebooting that for someone no, who's like brand new to real estate and they don't understand. They're like, "What are you talking about?" Um, no, that's when ours, you represent the buyer and you 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 take that buyer to a builder, a home mm-hmm. builder, and you're saying, "Hey, I want to," you know, and the buyer says, "Hey, I want you to represent me as my buyer's agent," and the builder agrees to it. Uh, there were some uh, instances where builders were, you know, you know, again, it's not set. So we, I guess we really can't say they're reducing because everything's negotiable in real estate, but there were builders not paying what they normally pay. Is, there was is that a time safe to frame say? Where, yeah, I would say it's safe to say that there was a time frame in which certain builders were not paying certain commission levels that were typically standard by industry okay. norms. Okay. Um, so, you know, that was just something we never encountered. Um and we saw agents coming out big time, especially during the boom. And we still continue to see agents um, representing their buyers. Um, I will say over the last at least six months, one thing that we've seen is that the agents that are coming into our communities, mine specifically, are agents that have sold there before. They feel comfortable selling in that community. They have a... Um, it's, it's a place where they like to sell. It's a place that they sell easy. And it's a place where really they can sell not just the builder, but the lifestyle and the communities that I represent. And so, you know, I think you're giving another tip. So I, I got to call it to the forefront. Uh, for I it. talked about having agents like find your niche, find mm-hmm. your area 
that that you want to work in that you're you want to specialize in and it's you know if it's a type of buyer if it's a location and everything that you feel comfortable because you know if you're like you know what I, I love this area I, I enjoy working in this part of town and things like that that's okay that's really really good because you can meet a lot of friends you can you can build relationships there mm-hmm. versus trying to be the agent for all you know like I'm I'm the agent of everybody and every you know it's it's really difficult you know when you spread yourself out that then. And I'm going to elaborate on that for just a second, Rodney, for the agents out there is that it's also your buyers look to you as the expert on the market. And if you have, you can't know everything. So if you have a niche area or a niche community, when you're talking to your buyer, you're going to be confident in what you're saying with your expertise. And that goes a long way when you're selling, especially in a market like we're in right now, where you've really got to sell and ultimately close the prospect or buyer on the deal. Yeah, it it is. I mean, having someone who, you know, can can look out for you. And and that's why I preach education, Uh, finding a Mm -hmm. big, finding a good coach, someone to coach Mm -hmm. you in this industry. I mean, you and I have known great agents that have partnered with each other, like accountability partners. Uh, I tell people it's like working out. If you have someone that goes to the gym with you and that accountability partner, it's so much easier to do that. But find a coach, find a good mentor and and do some of those things uh, and and partner up. Uh, One of my quotes is like, you know, if you want to go fast, go by yourself. But if you want to go far, go with someone. And it's so important too, especially with more and more of these master plan communities and projects getting out into these more rural areas, developers are putting in more of these municipalities that have to come in. And if you're in Texas, especially in the Houston market, I mean, you know what MUDs and PIDs and those types of things are, but those types of things exist all over the country that are benefits for the buyers But sometimes buyers don't really understand what they're getting into, and that's okay, but it's important that those agents continue their education to know what types of things like that are in the market that are going to be offered in the community and ultimately, you know, can affect the pricing of a neighborhood or a home. All right. So we're going to, we're at the wrap up time, but I want to get this out and I'm going to leave the the last couple of words for you. And and I'm going to say thank you so much, my friend, for being here on Tell Me More Rodney, the the, the podcast. Who knew it was going to be a podcast? Who knew knew this? Who knew this? But uh, anyway, thank you so much for being here. Um, What advice would you give someone thinking about getting into real estate? getting into new home sales because I'm teasing new ho- I'm saving new home sales for season two and, and you have to come back. Yeah. We're will, in season one because you know, we got the stories. But we do. What, what that advice, could be a whole episode. That's a whole episode. That's a whole, that episode. A whole episode. But what, what advice would, would you give someone? Because people who are listening to this are probably like, oh, I got my license. Or someone's like, I've been doing this for, you know, 50 years and I just came mm-hmm. here to criticize you. Uh, you know, you, you got a whole bunch of people listening. So what advice would you give someone? Um, I think sometimes, especially coming off of the market that we were just in for the last two years, I think there's an expectation that working in real estate is fast, easy money and that you can make a lot of money really quickly and that it's a lot of parties and you make your own schedule and that, you know, you, it's an easy job. I think that's what some of the outside expectations of it can be. Yeah. And 
Erica, I, I don't mean to cut you off, and I'm sorry. I'm like the worst You're host good. ever. But I was speaking with the people over at Buffini and Company, and Brian Buffini made this statement, and he's saying, you know, a lot of people get into real estate, and they like had their friend, like mm-hmm. or someone as their agent, and they purchase a house, and they're like, wow, my friend really didn't do much, and they made like this big commission. So they're like, oh, I'm gonna jump in and do that myself. So uh, it, it's crazy that you just said that because that's exactly what he said. So with less than a minute, I'll just say that if you are coming into this industry, have a good work ethic, be humble, be kind, but have a good work ethic and know that some days are going to be really great. And some days are going to be a little bit more of a struggle. You got to hustle. You got to be strategic. You got to work hard and get a coach, get a mentor. That is honestly the best thing I can say is that having somebody who a can have your back, but to help you navigate this industry and be successful, that is worth its weight in gold. And that's what you need to do if you're getting into this industry. All right, Erica, thank you so much. I got to go fast. All right. You, this has been Erica Ramon, marketing extraordinaire, a a close friend, confidant, uh, helping us out here on tell me more Rodney. This has been your host, Rodney. And uh, thank you so much for your time. I hope you come back. I'm excited about uh, the next episode that's coming up. And a big thank you to you, Erica, for coming and spending some time with us.